Hi, I'm Amy Lee. And I'm Kat. And welcome to the Not Watching Movies podcast. So Kat, what movie did we not watch this week? So this week we did not watch the Steven Spielberg classic uh, from 1982, E.T. The Extraterrestrial. The full title, which we rarely get to hear. So yeah, full disclosure, because we are uh, people and we like work in society in the universe, <laughs> there are bits of this movie that we know yeah, and we've that seen. Yeah, we have seen, but uh, we, neither of us has ever sat down and watched the entire film no. and so we felt that it qualified and it is such an important classic to yeah. our generation so, so we this... decided to not watch it yeah because <laughs> <laughs> why not um so this movie was released the year of my birth i think it's important to note that the uh different working titles for this include night skies and the main working title for this was a boy's life <laughs> Ew, ew. Considering it's about an alien. Another feminist masterpiece. (laughs) Yeah, but considering it's about an alien, why would you make it a boy? It's not about a boy's life, it's about an extraterrestrial. Particularly because E.T. is meant to be plant-based and have no gender, according to Spielberg in an interview. So... See, there's a thing. It was about Elliot. It was speciesist. It was speciesist because it was focusing on the kid. Okay. Before we get into, obviously, the animated discussions we're going to get into, what did you know about the movie before? So I knew just a small amount. It's mostly a few scenes that I'm aware of. So I was aware of the Reese's Pieces scene, where basically, yeah, other than just knowing that he's picking up the Reese's Pieces, that's kind of all I know. I was aware of the riding the bicycle Oh, yeah. Over the moon. And Anyone who hasn't lived under a rock for the last 30 years. I feel like there's a third scene that I was aware of that's not occurring to me, but at some point I will go, ooh, and interrupt you. Ooh, so that. get ready uh, for it. Yeah, no, <laughs> Be excited. Didn't know about the Reese's Pieces thing. I mean, I know what Reese's Pieces are, but like <laughs> that scene, no. I mean, Apparently I mean, they wanted to use M&M's for that scene, and M&M said no. And then Reese's Pieces, like skyrocketed and that's what began a lot of the okay um, from 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 the from the untrained uki they could have used either of those and i would not have known the difference (laughs) like they're small candy things well let's just put it this way when you go to the appallingly small north american food section uh on uh at the grocery store they have reese's pieces they have reese's pieces in every shop they do not have m&ms i do like the reese's cups they're good but we digress yes um peanut butter and chocolate amazing uh yes so what did i know uh pretty well not the reese's pieces thing the the bicycle thing and i knew that drew barrymore was in it that okay, was all I, did, I, knew. I did know about drew barrymore yeah she was in it and that's pretty much it there's an alien oh and the et bomb oh that's the other bit like uh, uh, i don't yeah. know what hand signal you're doing there because uh, yeah, neither, neither the people at home people at home <laughs> don't know what hand signal i'm doing either for the people at home what i'm doing is i'm doing the little the finger wicked. the wiggly finger thing the phone you know when the the, the sign language she's doing like the bo- wicked symbol but really it's like the finger it's like oh is it a finger yeah see, see right i that haven't seen up, this movie that lights up come on come on you've seen this movie <laughs> I'm a fraud. You lied. I'm a fraud. Fire me from this podcast now. Okay. Uh, okay. Right. Just pay so, me half my salaries. <laughs> it's all mine. The riches are mine. <laughs> uh, right. So for for IMDb, I'm gonna read you. Uh, it's quite a lengthy one, but I think it's kind of nice. So right, this is the IMDb it. thing of what happens. While visiting the Earth at night, a group of alien botanists is discovered and disturbed by an approaching human task force. Before, uh, because of the more than hasty takeoff, one of the visitors is left behind. The little alien finds himself all alone in a very strange planet. 
Fortunately, the extraterrestrial soon finds a friend, an emotional companion in 10-year-old Elliot, a lonely boy whose parents have separated. So while hmm. E.T. slowly gets acquainted with Elliot's older brother Michael, his sister Gertie and the customs of Earth, members of the task force uh, work day and night to track down the whereabouts of Earth's first visitor from outer space. The wish to go home again is strong in E.T., and after being able to communicate with Elliot and the others, E.T. starts to build an improvised device to send a message home for his people to come and pick him up. Before long, E.T. gets seriously sick, and because of his special connection to Elliot, the young boy suffers too. The situation gets critical when the task force finally intervenes. By then, all help may already be too late, and there's no alien spaceship in sight. Ooh. Yeah, so I don't know what movie that guy watched, but it's not the movie I didn't watch, <laughs> because that's not what I got from E.T. Okay, what did you get from this? Like, it's one of the, like, classic examples. I think one of the best examples of the Prison Break movie genre like okay expand yeah. okay so et not is not a plant-based cutesy botanist he's one of the galaxy's most dangerous and notorious criminals and he's been put in the like most zaphod beeblebrox yeah sure i don't know what that is but sure why not so enjoy it nerds <laughs> He's been put in the most maximum security facility known to the galaxy, Earth. Like, we have no ability to communicate with extraterrestrial life, no ability to, to transport from, like, the Earth. Um, and we are, like, super sceptical of any extraterrestrial contact. So it's the perfect place to put extraterrestrial okay, criminals just to be clear on this your reading of this film is that earth is australia yeah to the world okay yeah. to the galaxy Perfect. pretty much okay pretty fantastic much. okay uh and the, 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 the task force are actually um in the pay of like the galactic law enforcement that they are basically prison guards okay excellent yeah. okay so this uh and so how does et end up with these children then okay so basically is there like is there like a like a shipping mistake, he gets delivered to the wrong address because I know that my packages get delivered to my neighbors all the time. Yeah. So um, I think that there was obviously some sort of accident. They crashed. He escaped. And this is the thing is like, so you don't see any adults for the th apart from the mother for the first 30 minutes. So obviously he knows that if he goes oh, to... Oh, it's just the first 30 minutes. We don't see them until the last 30 minutes. Ah, okay. So for the That's even creepier so film. This, this shows how smart he is because he knows if he goes up to an adult, right, they're going to, they're, they're, they're going to get wheels in motion. He's going to go for the children. So what, what this film is, is a criminal a mastermind. Child exploitation film. Yes. Is, well, not in that kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> it's a criminal mastermind exploiting the innocence of children to, to break out of prison. Because so the whole E.T. phone home shit is is about um, trying to get them to help him contact his gang of equally nefarious ingrates to break him out of prison. That makes complete sense. And the whole like connection between him and Elliot, like that, that's like that's collateral. That's to make sure that like the deal goes through. All right. So how does this film open? The film opens with ET crash landing. Yeah. And and and, and running then, away and from then... the guards. Taking refuge in and the house. So the task force, the task force that are closing in, which means that they have to fly yeah, yeah. away, is, well, that he runs off, is the, the guards that were supposed to be there to pick him up, to, like, sort him out. But, so he's off grid. Okay. Yeah. That makes, that makes perfect sense. Is the towel he's wearing, which I believe I also recall from the film, um, there's a towel. I, th I think there's a towel. Okay. <laughs> I have this, like, weird recollection of him wearing... Well, of course, because he can't be out, like, in public looking like an alien. 
So you have to cover him somewhere. But again, he's a mastermind. He's the master of disguise. So he's the master of manipulation. I this whole cutesy, cutesy ET thing, like that. I have one problem with your yeah. with your review of this, and that is that I have personally visited the all the alien cultures. <laughs> no, I have personally visited Roswell, New Mexico, yeah. and gone to the uh, <laughs> gone to the alien museum or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the alien museum. I can't remember what it's called. But there is a museum in Roswell, New Mexico. For those people who are not complete geeks like we are, that's where in the 50s, like... Area this... 51, alien yep. landing. Alien landings. It is also not far from the site of Marfa Lights. I, I, should, I should give a brief overview of the Marfa Lights. It's an area in... Uh, it's a region in that area where if you stand at night at a certain time, you can see um, kind of lights glittering in the distance. And now universities have sent teams out to study this on a couple of occasions the most plausible explanation is that it's headlights from cars on the highway <laughs> but i still I, I still clearly believe in the supernatural on this but roswell new mexico i've seen a recreation of an alien autopsy looks nothing like et yeah, but it's not saying that the aliens, the, the greys, shall we say, that landed at Roswell, there's not saying they're the same species. I mean, there are billions of planets out there. He could be from... And it, also, it's fictional! <laughs> Roswell is real! E.T. is fictional! <laughs> Goodness sake, woman. <laughs> Clearly Roswell's real. Uh, Clearly. What Clearly. was I thinking? If you've not seen Roswell High series, obviously documentary. No, I haven't. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Short digression here. In the 90s, <laughs> uh, it was like this TV show about uh, the aliens from, from the Roswell landings that actually um, took on human form and went to high school, obviously. And it's amazing. Okay. It's super cheesy. I and... am opening my pen cap right now. Yes. And making a note like, of it. Roswell watch High. It. Roswell High. Ro- watch it. It's like shit in the best way it's amazing all right listeners uh i would recommend that you fast forward this two hours because i'm gonna go watch this and i'm not gonna stop the recording (laughs) okay no uh all kidding aside um so okay so et crash lands i forgot what are we talking about roswell Um, so okay so he is an alien he's now taking refuge in this house yeah um I assume that he's introduced the children through some accidental finding. Do they have a shed? Or is he, like, in their bedroom? Because that's... Like, bedroom's kind of creepy. Bedroom. Bedroom. Okay, fine. So... I want to say bedroom. They're in the house. They're in the house. Because the 80s seem to be encouraging children to welcome strangers into their bedrooms. Yeah. But he's an alien, and he's cute. Okay, uh, also, for the geeks out there, I need to qualify. He's either an alien um, uh, criminal mastermind, or he's a Jedi. Um, hiding no, no. from the Jedi um, the mask. Well, yeah, thing. because um, in the Halloween episode, he recognizes Yoda. And little E.T. things are in... Phantom Menace. Yes. Episode one, um, in the Galactic Senate scene. Yeah. Um, we see these E.T.-like creatures, so... And George Lucas and Spielberg are buddies. So I have this really, like, cool, like, image of them being at, like, Lucas Lodge, or, like, where, where is it that he, that Luke, he I lives? I think it's Lucas Lodge. Lucas Lodge, like, drinking, like, bourbon or whatever, and be like, hey, so I'm gonna make this movie about aliens. It's like, oh my god, like, let's... let's maybe he's a Jedi, like, Although, in hiding. According to one piece of trivia maybe it was hey i'm gonna totally plagiarize this film about an alien um i i don't buy it but anyways um but that 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 could be an alternate version of it it's all sinister kind of like that one thing that should be definitely mentioned Mm -hmm. is that the trivia for this is 
shockingly sparse. Yeah. Nerds of the internet, get on there and yeah. update the trivia on IMDb. Okay, don't worry trivia. So two things that I really, really like that I want to mention. Okay, so uh, those, if you haven't listened to our Aliens episode, uh, listen to it. And um, yeah, so the E.T.'s plants are made from condoms. So I'm getting a real insight into how like set makers make things. Like you need condoms and you need KY jelly. Like obviously. What is that's... something that I have at hand that I will never use? <laughs> <laughs> Condom. <laughs> Everything seems to be made out of condoms. Um, and my... Shit, these things are expiring soon. Might as well use them at work and write them off. <laughs> Um, okay, so my other favourite thing is that the, like, well, not favourite thing, but because I, I think this is pretty scandalous. So E.T.'s voice was an elderly woman who smoked two packs of and cigarettes a day. And she like, $380! Oh, it's just disgusting. It. Like, you think of how much money, like, they sold, like, they sold, like, 15 million cassettes of this, of this, of this movie. Because they tried to, like, pirates, and they made it green to, like, combat piracy. There's a 15 million units, right? And she, the voice, the voice of E.T. gets paid $380. Yeah, so I have I have some experience with Actra, and it's, it's kind of the bane of your existence when you're starting out. Because, you know, you're starting out in film school, and you're basically just asking your friends mm-hmm. to be in your films. And then it's going... And then, and then you get to this point where you're like, oh, this person who's got a name is willing to do it, but my set is an actor. And mm. it, it can be quite complicated to go through. Mm. But that is why you need things like actor. Because, frankly, $380 is appalling um, for the work she did. It's especially, they... especially the years of smoking two packs a day <laughs> that she did in order How much to... money that she invested in that to be able to have I the know. voice to be E.T.? Fucking hell. It's like the guys who sold Superman to DC Comics for $25. Oh. Oh, like, doing it that way, about $250 or something ridiculous. The concept of it was so small. Okay, so let's talk about a few things that are a bit interesting about this. Um, because they were working with children, um, they shot this film in sequence, which is fairly unusual yeah. for a film. I like that, though. Yeah, but I mean, there's really good reasons why you wouldn't do it. Yeah. If, if your sequence is, hey, we're in a house, now we're at the park, now we're back at the house, it's it's completely ridiculous if you're making a film normally. But, but it means that all the emotional responses at the end of the movie were real! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's called acting! That's what acting's about. Emotional responses. And they Jesus. were small children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the I don't know if you're aware of this, but this actually makes a lot of sense in terms of your reading of the film. Mm-hmm. But they floated around the idea of a possible sequel called Nocturnal Fears. And we well, because Elliot grows up to be an accomplished bank robber because of his um, encounter with E.T. Well, obviously. not according to this sequel. Ooh. In this sequel, he and his friends are kidnapped. Maybe it's a, maybe friends <gasps> should be substituted with team of bank robbers. Accomplices. Yeah. Oh and, my god, oh my god. And E.T., who gets a name in that, uh, Zrek. Oh my um, god, that's totally a body name. Would help out um, and have to, like, come rescue Elliot and his yeah. friends. Because, right, so what's happened? And, and E.T. or Zrek is at war with this alien right. species that have kidnapped Elliot. So what happened was they did a heist, right? And um, E.T. got, uh, Zrek got um, uh, arrested. As he shall henceforth yes. be known. Yes, so Zrek. Very close to Shrek. So Zrek uh, that did occur to me. Yeah, Zrek has uh, he got arrested, but he like hid the, the the money or whatever you know the credits or whatever they stole, and so that's it. They they um they know that in 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 the sort of the whole escape thing, I'm not disputing that the connection with him and Elliot was real. I mean, obviously it started out as a as a thing you know to like a means to an end, but really 
this, this small child touched the soul of this hardened criminal. Um, so they decided to take... Wait, what, was his, what were his crimes, by the way? He's just like a robber and, you know, fraudster and general, See, like sort of white-collar-esque kind of con man. We're getting very close to the, to the territory of Douglas Adams with Zaphod, right? Where it's yeah. like this general con man who... Like, like, dan- like dangerous like a lovable and- rogue. Is he a lovable rogue or is he just a bastard who... Is he like, what are we doing here? No, he's a, he, he's a hardened criminal, but who has some of his, like, like outer... Any, any violent offences? When, 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 you know, the situation calls for it. Ooh. Yeah. But he's... He's ha- just he- become a lot sexier to me. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, like, you know, like, so he, I mean, he's a career criminal. He does what he has to do. But then his experience with these children, who he starts off seeing as a means to an end, starts, they're not like, you know, like, melt all of it, but like, kind of, they find a way in through the chinks in his armour, and he has a real connection to them. And so that's why in the sequel, he's going to go back and save them, because he realises that his actions actually have consequences. Now, um, a couple of things I need to mention. The yeah. first one is that, and this is going back to our review of Alien. Um, mm-hmm. I've now realized that any film that has an alien in it yeah. um, requires a family pet in it of some kind. The dog! Harvey! Harvey! Harvey the dog, which personally I know is a rabbit, but I can live with Harvey the Harvey the dog is a rabbit. <laughs> no. <laughs> Harvey the rabbit. Okay. Um, another film altogether. <clears throat> another film I haven't seen, obviously. <laughs> Clearly. Um... But um, we've got this whole idea here where um, in adding to your escape thing, yeah, I think that what happens towards the end of the film is that as he's being caught up by his prison guards, mm-hmm. he goes through a death faking scene. Yes. So apparently all the doctors and nurses that did that scene in the film were all real yeah. um, ER or... For our uh, like paramedic style, yeah, yeah, sort of like um, people professionals, A and E or E R, depending on yeah. what side of the world you live in. Um, yeah, but the thing is, like on our side, if you say E R, we all know what you're talking about. On your side, if you say A and E, they're gonna be like, what? Well, A and E, what was A? Just, uh, <laughs> it was A and E to most of us is arts and entertainment. Um, yeah, not we that. We had a not television that. station called A and E. Yeah, not that. Um, so not that. Uh, <laughs> Emergency A and E is like, but the paints are over there, the brushes are over there. Make sure you wash them afterwards. It's like he's bleeding out, man. <laughs> Accident emergency. That is what it stands for, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. I'm almost British now. <laughs> I'm gonna emphasize the almost, almost. <laughs> Anyways, right, but yeah, so he clearly fakes his death there because yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. declared dead. Yeah, but is he? Yeah. Cool. But then he's clearly See, he's not because he escapes. He's good. He's very good. And the I, I, right. Okay, so I'm now, like, he's not cold I think, right, because Elliot obviously goes on to have a very successful criminal career later on. Him and Elliot are in it together. So he's like, you know, the whole thing of like, Elliot suffers. He's like trying to make it look real. Yeah, okay. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But clearly the kids know that he's not because then he does make his escape. Yeah. Because there's no ship in sight, as you read in your yeah. previous blurb, yeah, yeah, but he yeah. makes an escape on a bicycle. Is that the escape? Hmm? He's gonna... He's... But then Elliot has a... Elliot can't cycle into space because he'll explode. Oh, is it Elliot? Elliot, Elliot oh, is on the bicycle. Right. 
Um, E.T. If you don't see in the poster, E.T.'s in the basket. <laughs> I've seen under nothing, a towel. woman. I've seen nothing. That is the point of this podcast, is I've seen nothing. <laughs> it's like, it's like going, Jaws? It's about a shark? Really? Like, Elliot's on the bicycle, E.T.'s in the basket, covered with the towel. The now the towel thing makes sense. So they can't cycle into space. Okay, so... Like, he's powerful, but he's not that powerful. Well, his finger is a fucking flashlight. <laughs> That's pretty damn powerful. Flashlight, interstellar travel. There's a huge difference. Like That's true. Yeah. E- even, even I've lit my hands on fire. <laughs> I my fringe on fire once. That was fun. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yours was incompetence. Mine was a science experiment. <laughs> Both equally stupid. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, fine. Um, okay. So um, I think we're at the point. I think then they cycle out into the desert because obviously it's America's aliens. There has to be a desert somewhere, and then the ship comes. Perfect. Yeah, I have this idea End that he's like scene. End scene. I have this idea though that his his crew are all like giant, huge, like they're all the muscle, and he's this tiny like mastermind. I love it. I absolutely love it. Okay, so. Final ratings on this film. Loved it. Okay, that's not a rating. <laughs> how many loved? How many loved it out of how many? Four loved it out of four and a half. Excellent. Okay, loved I'm it. going to give it seven Reeses out of nine pieces. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> like I really, I really feel that um, you know it really gave heart to all our extraterrestrial brothers currently incarcerated around the world. Around the galaxy. Yeah, that, you know, because, no, they're all here. Okay, so what do we do with, like, Earth jackasses? Do they just stay here, too? Because that seems kind of nonsense. Where else are we going to put them? Oh, my gosh. I've just realized. Donald Trump is an alien who's been (laughs) sent here as a galactic punishment. Yeah, but the the thing is, you would think... Have you seen his lizard face? (laughs) He's seen his lizard mother. And that hair. Oh my god. Sorry, no, this, no, is, this no, is not no. a political oh, podcast. Oh my god. Oh my god. Trump is a human. The hair is the alien. The oh! Taking him over. That makes so much sense. Oh. oh. Burn the hair this America. Burn the hair and your problems are over. You're <laughs> <laughs> Canadian and British. We have no say in this whatsoever. <laughs> All right. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, would you recommend it? Oh, hell yes, I would recommend yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anyone who's into, like, you know, sort of, like, criminal genre, like, prison break genres, like, this is really one of the best I've ever not seen. Yeah, and, and frankly, I'm a massive fan of the kind of criminal fugitive thriller. Yeah. I mean, this is a version of The Fugitive where Harrison Ford is guilty. <laughs> <laughs> but there's the thing, just because you're guilty, just because, you know, you've, you've had... You know, like, 300 years of, you know, like, nefarious activity doesn't mean you're a bad person. Well, I mean, apparently, according to the trivia, what, he's, like, 3 billion years old or something? 3 billion? I don't think he's 3 billion. I Maybe think he's, 3 like, million? Old. I don't think he's as old as 3 billion. Or 3 million. I think he's 300. Maybe 3,000 at a push. No, no, there's definitely, like, a million or a billion in there. Things we've done this week that we would recommend... Excellent. You want to start? Yeah. Um. I. I'm gonna review. But no, it's not necessarily we'd recommend. Just shit we've tried that we're okay. reviewing. You okay. Can, no. You can dislike an experience Fine. and review it. Things we've actually done this week that we're gonna review. So I'm going to review a film I have actually seen. 
can you believe it? I do actually watch movies. Whoa. Yes. Uh, so I saw the third movie in the Star Trek franchise. And I really liked it. Third um, chronologically or? Uh, the, the, in the reboot. Okay. Third one in the reboot. Uh, Star Trek Beyond. I liked it. Because um, you, like, the, I don't know. Hopefully there's some Star Trek geeks out there um, who will understand what I'm saying. Like, the, the characters have matured since the last one. There's a lot more of, like, char- like they're a crew. You know, some of the other characters are developed a little bit. It's super sad watching Anton Yelchin on screen, like, knowing what happened. So, you know, like, that's really sad. Um, But, you know, it's a really good movie. There's a lot going on. It's a bit different from the other ones. It's kind of nice, like, in all the the three movies so far, they've not, like, stuck to a pattern, you know. So it's good. Watch it. I enjoyed it. Okay. Also, sorry, the best use of a Beastie Boys song in a movie that I have ever seen. I've not yet seen it. I want to. Watch it. All right, will do. Thank you for that, mistress. Yes. How about you? Um, So... (laughs) Speak, uh, monkey! I tried online dating. Mm. I do not recommend it. <laughs> okay, why not? Oh, it's a weird and creepy world out there, my friend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it is uh, It is not advisable to engage in that. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to say dick pics and weird guys don't send pictures of your penis send us pictures of you with puppies we much more appreciate that and it's probably going to elicit a much nicer response yeah i mean okay yeah here's here's a little advice for the gentlemen out there (laughs) (laughs) okay introducing our new segment the advice part (laughs) if you are a man and not a gentleman stop listening now (laughs) no please don't ah yeah no we need you Here's a little bit of advice. Don't send unsolicited dick pics. Um, Playboy actually recently released a great catcalling infographic, um, which basically like leads you through being like, is that booty banging? Can you not have enough of it? And then like you lead it down and it's like, have you consensually agreed to shout explicit things at each other in public? (laughs) Then yes, go for it. And that's literally the only way. And I was was actually kind of impressed. So um, do it, but don't online date ladies. Uh, I strongly advise against it. So the Venn diagram of men who send you unsolicited dick pics and men you want to go out with is a circle. (laughs) That's literally all I'm going to say. Okay, so I think that leads us to the end. All right. So uh, thank you for listening to uh, the Not Watching Movies podcast. We release an episode once per fortnight. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe on SoundCloud and feel free to rate it. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can email us at notwatchingmovies at gmail.com or on Twitter at not underscore watching pod. And if you tune in next time, we will not be watching the comedy classic Beverly Hills Cop. Excellent. Yeah. Bye. Bye.